This is the Wrestling Society Podcast. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You and the roads and all are getting a little out of hand, sir. Well, Gordon, we pride ourselves on being great wrestlers. We built a reputation on wrestling. We're Christian athletes. And we believe that wrestling matches uh, should be be wrestling. You are now entering into the world of wrestling. What is going on, everybody? Brady Owens here, the host, lead host of the Wrestling Society podcast. And today, my tag team partners are Tevin. What's up, guys? And Herman. Welcome, Society. Awesome. So today, we are going to be discussing our top 10 countdown of WrestleManias, where we will count down to, from our... Least favorite, number 10, um, all the way down to number one to our absolute favorite. And we'll tell you why we selected what we did. Uh, The way we're going to do it is we will each start from 10 to 6, and then we'll do another rotation of our top five to end the show. So everybody ready to go? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, Does anybody want to start first? I can go. Yeah, go ahead. Sweet. Go ahead. All right. So for me, number 10 was WrestleMania 34. And for me personally, it had one of my favorite wrestlers on there looking strong and devastating like he should was Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I love that squash match, and that's one of the rare times in WWE that Samoa Joe looked like the monster he was outside of the company. It was a great match. Right, yeah. Uh, Race is experienced with selling, so for me, that was great. Um. And Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar was tremendous and very surprised that they started the pay-per-view. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember remember, uh, there was part of the storyline, like Brock Lesnar wanted to just split. He wanted to leave. And, uh, yeah, they ended up throwing their match out first, which was very shocking for a world championship match to start the show. But, uh, yeah, that match was incredible. And shows the depth of Rollins being able to work with anyone. Mm-hmm. And finally, for that particular one, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. You were mm-hmm. talking about a hot. Hawk- that just reached out to everyone. It was so emotional. And again, Daniel Bryan does not, he gets credit, but he really, really deserves so much for able to bring that out of Kofi. It it was just, when you have wrestlers crying that Kofi won that title, it's one of the greatest moments for me in WrestleMania. Absolutely. So 
Number nine is WrestleMania 32. And that one, again, one, one of matches that was underrated, and I couldn't believe they didn't even want to put it on the DVD was Neville at Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title. It was amazing. Another person that does not get to do he deserves is Austin Aries. I mean, excuse me, not Austin, but uh, Neville, who is Pat if, in AEW for right. Yeah, fans who don't know, it was an awesome match. They put it all on the line, and they had me believing Austin Aries was going to win that title, and he didn't. But they put on a tremendous match. the The next match for me was AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is a wrestler. He has put on the time and the art of being a wrestler. If he was not Vince McMahon's son, he could go anywhere and be a main eventer. He could be a star. Yeah, that's the truth. And, of course, AJ Styles. Is there really anything else? To be he said? is the phenomenal one. Yes, yes. And... Last in that card, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. How they were able to come back from that dud of a WrestleMania match and I believe WrestleMania 20 to <laughs> put on that. It was brilliant. It was short. It was what it needed to be. It uh, Yes, I remember that match and it ended up... Um, you know, uh, succeeding my expectations because I thought it was going to be a quick squash uh, like most of the Goldberg matches we've seen, but they actually ended up, you know, having a decent match, um, you know, for what it was. Uh, getting out of the ring was something we don't usually see them do, but it helped add a lot of life to that match. Yeah, uh, that's probably one of my favorite Goldberg matches of all time, to be honest. Yeah, they definitely, you could tell they they were out to prove something, and they definitely did. So number eight for me is WrestleMania 33. And the match that started was Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz for the Intercontinental. Oh, yep. Uh, Again, they... The Miz definitely does not get the credit he deserves on being able to make you dislike him. Really put in the understanding that he is a star. He's arrogant. He can flip from heel to face, but it's the arrogance. The guy you... Tough enough, he came from tough enough and put in the came work. from the, the real world. Yeah, yeah the real, real world is where we first saw yeah. <laughs> And he's put in the work and the dedication to be a WWE superstar. And I have so much respect for him in that manner. 
and Finn Balor is yeah. so underused and so underused <sighs> in the WWE. Don't even, don't get me started on that. That's uh, very disappointing. Yes. So the next match for me was Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Charlotte Flair yeah. is go ahead. Well, I was going to say that was when uh, Oscar was undefeated. Still, exactly. I remember that was a big match because of that un undefeated. And then you have Charlotte, which is considered one of, if not the greatest, women's wrestler in recent history. Exactly. They basically I, built um, Oscar up just to loot. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't like how that you know went, but I understand. I, I think Oscar should have won it. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But her, it seems like her undefeated streak was just simply just for um, Charlotte to, you know, break it, which was just, you know, disappointing. Yes. Yeah. But the match they put on and what they told in the ring was brilliant. I, as much as Charlotte Flair has been put in the position of you would not beat her, she is the top. Charlotte gives a lot to her opponents, and I just thought they did a great job besides, besides not letting Oscar win. I love the match. And, of course, yeah, the top one on that one, again, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They had a brilliant match, again, up until the finish. It was. It it won't touch their previous match in New Japan, but they did such a WrestleMania worthy match. And so, yeah, the um, I loved it. I feel like if you've seen the Shinsuke and AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom, it the Mania match didn't do the justice you know that i think some of the new japan fans were kind of hoping for um and then yeah the wonky ending but yes i mean for if you would have told me you know a new japan guy and a tna guy are going to be main inventing uh wrestlemania for a world championship i and it's definitely cool to see, you know, how two guys who are from two different companies being the ones fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship, because that's not something you see very often with WWE. Exactly. And considering that the way they give Shinsuke garbage and he turns it into brilliance all the time. Uh, he is just he is very good very good worker and of course AJ is definitely what he says he's phenomenal mm -hmm. so number seven for me is Wrestlemania 23 and a lot of people have because of the circumstance, and I definitely understand it's hard, but for me, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, Chris Benoit. 
And Chris Benoit and MVP put on a great performance at that pay-per-view. And uh, I just liked it. And um, I just really, really think that MVP was in a good place of learning. And him and Benoit put on one heck of a match. The next match for me is John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. The one thing you can never say about Shawn Michaels is he does not meet his expectation at WrestleMania. Thus, his name, Mr. WrestleMania. You can put him against a broom, and you would think that broom has a shot of beating Shawn Michaels. Yeah. No, I mean, he... He definitely earned the moniker of Mr. WrestleMania. I mean, even having uh, the kind of match he had against Vince McMahon, um, you know, he he definitely could have a match with a broom and make it convincing. Um, I One thing I love about that match, um, and I, I know it's been talked about, is how it was never really supposed to happen. They were supposed to have John Cena versus Triple H. Um, yep. And that's one of those times where, you know, the backup plan ended up, in my opinion, being greater than the original plan. Yes. And again, anytime you say WrestleMania, you know Sean is going to show out. And mm-hmm. credit to John Cena, because I know a lot of people do not like his style, but he always arises to the occasion. He is... Mm-hmm. He just is the WWE. We also got to, you yeah. know, in the last uh, like seven years, he has stepped up his own in ring game too, though. Yes, he's been he doing Canadian Destroyers mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> so I really forget yeah. <laughs> his dedication while he's filming in Hollywood too. So it's just, it's crazy the amount of work he puts in. And considering for everyone who says he's five moves, John. Five moves <laughs> of doom. Yep. <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> always comes up with a surprise. And the top match for me was the Undertaker versus Batista. You are talking about stealing a WrestleMania. That's how mm-hmm. you do it. It was just yeah, tremendous. I mean, I yeah, I think it having Cena versus uh, I mean, they did. I think it was a tag match they ended up doing to tease it, where they had you know John uh, Cena and Shawn Michaels versus Batista and Undertaker. And I usually don't like when they do the opponents, you know, teaming up, but that was the one time where you know I thought it was pretty cool and really sold the two main events for WrestleMania when you had names like Batista, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. Um, so I, that's one of those things that they did build up, you know, properly and make you excited for. Yes, yes. So then that leaves me to number six, which is WrestleMania 24. And we're going to start off with the Money in the Bank ladder match. Again, that's when 
it was special. It was new. It you just knew they were going to have a great highlight reel, and you just you could put in just the key guys and put in someone fresh, and you knew it was going to go. To me, in the early days, the money in the bank. Mr. Money in the Bank was Shelton Benjamin. You're talking about could do anything. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. And again, that was when uh, CM Punk won it. So, didn't Shelton have a problem. In highlight world. Yes. <laughs> I definitely didn't have a problem with Punk winning either times. So that was good for me. The next match for me was the Undertaker versus Edge. Edge stepped up and showed why he deserved to be a main eventer. Him and the Undertaker tore the house down. And considering the other match that is number one, that was very impressive. Yeah, no, that that match, I, you know, say in time and time again, it was so underrated. Um, one of Undertaker and Edge, both one of their best matches um, that either of them have ever had. Uh, I don't think that match gets enough credit for sure. And my number one match, Shawn Michaels, versus Rick Blair. How can you I mean that the tears in Rick's eyes and Sean with the super kick saying mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It was just brilliant. And if Rick would have stayed retired, that would have been the perfect, perfect <laughs> ending. That I really wish he would have just gone off into the sunset because it was truly one of the biggest moments in WrestleMania history. And it would have been the perfect way to end a legendary career uh, that was Ric Flair. Definitely. And to see his family at ringside, the young <laughs> Charlotte, his boys, mm-hmm. it, it, it was just the Magical. perfect way to end his career. Absolutely. So that, um, is my, that is my 10 through 6. Sweet. So if you could just real quick go from 10 to 6, just the WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleManias to so remind us. Number 10 is WrestleMania 34. Number 9 is 30, uh, WrestleMania 32. Number 8 is WrestleMania 33. Number seven is WrestleMania 23. And number six is WrestleMania 24. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good list. Um, uh, A couple of those are on my list as well. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead. If you're cool with it, Tevin, I'll start my 10 through six and we can finish up with you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Awesome. So number 10 for me was WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I, that one was, let's say most of my choice behind that one was 
personal. Uh, that's the very first WrestleMania that I've been to. So it was a cool experience. It was the first wrestling show I've been to in general uh, was WrestleMania 32. So one of the things that really hyped it, not only that it was in my hometown, was AJ Styles debuting at that year's Royal Rumble. Uh, one of my favorite moments in wrestling history, because I've watched AJ Styles, you know, back in 05 and 06, you know, early TNA days. And I followed his career all the way to where it is now. Uh, and so for him to get the, you know, shine that he deserves was very exciting. And so I like to be able to say I was at AJ Styles' first ever WrestleMania Um And he fought, you know, Chris Jericho, which was the perfect opponent to go against. And in my opinion, they had match of the uh, of the night. Uh, It it went long. It was by no means a short match. Uh, I really wish AJ would have won it. But uh, I mean, it, it I think the next night he ended up becoming one of the contenders for the world championship. So it wasn't like it hurt him by any means. Um, then the appearances that you had was, you know, the one thing I love about Mania is you get all those legends coming back for, you know, that one night to kind of give it the big feel. So we got to see, you know, The Rock come out um, and have his last match uh, at WrestleMania currently um, against, I think it was Eric Rowan, had that quick, what was uh, it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it Six-second match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was still pretty cool. Um, you had Steve Austin, Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels come out um, against the, or they came out to help the New Day. Again, I forgot the forgot the name of the team, but it was like Wade Barrett on uh, the League of Nations. League of Na- Nations. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was that was a cool moment because you hear Mick Foley's music hit and the crowd goes you know crazy. And then you hear Shawn Michaels' music hits, and the crowd gets louder. And then you hear the glass shatter uh, to Steve Austin, and 100,000 people just erupted. And it was one of the coolest moments I've ever been a part of. Um, You also had Undertaker versus Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell. And that storyline I really liked because it was if Shane wins, then he takes over the, you know, creative. um, And if he loses, then it goes to Stephanie and triple h so i was definitely going for shane mcmahon but you're fighting undertaker at mania and a hell of a cell uh and we knew we were going to see shane do some crazy stuff and i was right on the side of the hell in a cell where he jumped down and i swear i thought i saw a man die like it was incredible match um you had mock well moxley Versus Lesnar, it wasn't really Moxley, it was Dean Ambrose. Um, that match was fun. I wish, you know, Ambrose would have gotten a little more shine. Um, seeing him come down with the, you know, cart full of stuff, the stop sign and fire extinguishers, that, that was fun. Uh, so that was a good match. And you had Becky versus Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, which was, you know, when they were all breakout. And, you know, Sasha Banks came out repping Eddie Guerrero gear. And uh, it, it was such a fun match. That's when they did away with the Divas Championship 
and brought in the women's championship that you have currently. Uh, and then, you, of course, you end the night with um, Roman Reigns and Triple H for the world championship. I loved Triple H's entrance uh, where he came out on that motorcycle with Stephanie behind him. and uh, It was pretty cool. I personally was going for Triple H, but you know, it was one of those where you knew Roman was going to win it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely uh it was it was a better match than people give credit to for oh definitely um so my that was yeah wrestlemania 32 is my number 10 number nine is wrestlemania 21 wrestlemania goes hollywood uh the hollywood vignettes were uh, incredible. I mean, the, seeing the, you know, Ric Flair walking Triple H on a donkey and um, having Eugene sitting out doing the Force Gump, you know, trailer. Uh, the vignettes were just f incredible. Um, and that was one of the main reasons that I chose WrestleMania 21 on my list. Um, but you also had matches like JBL versus John Cena. Uh, one of my favorite John Cena feuds was with JBL. Um, you had Triple H versus Batista, which ended the show, and that was kind of Batista's breaking, you know, breaking out moment when he won the world championship from Triple H, and that's what started his career, you know, to be as good as it was. Uh, then you had you know, the Money in the Bank match, which, like you said, Money in the Bank is just, it's a, you know, took on an entity of its own. It's an incredible match. It's so fun to watch. There's high spots. There's, you know, exciting moments. You have no idea who's going to win it. it. A very fun match to watch. Um, you had young Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. Um, Cowboy Bob Orton by the side, you know, of his son, Randy Orton. Uh, such a fun story. I think that really kind of showed that Randy Orton, you know, does have a place in the company. Uh, he really stepped out of his own, uh, out of evolution. And him and Taker, I mean, they tore the house down. Uh, I, I love seeing, you know, specifically the one where he was get, about to get choke slammed and to turn the choke slam around into an RKO. You know, incredible. Um, then you had, you know, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, which I, that's one match I won't complain about seeing over and over and over again. Um, always, always tear the house down together. Um, the story is always incredible because, you know, it's real. Then you had, in my opinion, match of the night uh, was Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. I mean, you have two two wrestlers that you know one which legit won you know gold medal with a broken freaking neck and then you have Shawn michaels who steals wrestlemania every single year like i knew that match was going to be good um it and i knew it was going to be match of the night and it still somehow succeeded my expectations and was better than i even thought it could have been um, I, I was personally going for Shawn Michaels, uh, but the way they ended it was good. And I thought Shawn Michaels was in that ankle lock for 
eternity. I mean, he was in it forever. Um, Wrestle or number eight is WrestleMania 31 and Levi Stadium. That one is a very sentimental WrestleMania for me. My uh, grandfather had passed away uh, just days before that. And it was a way, you know, of kind of having wrestling as comfort. It comforted me, you know, kind of get away from reality, get my mind, you know, off of uh, the negative. I watched that WrestleMania by myself in a house by myself. And when I, I look back at it as a very peaceful moment, uh, and uh, that wasn't the only reason I put it on the list. The matches were all great. <clears throat> and that's when NXT was really getting big. And if you think about it, every single match had NXT wrestlers uh, minus one. Um, so it was real cool to see NXT, the younger talent. That's where they were kind of building their wrestlers the right way uh, before they dropped the ball with it currently. And, I mean, you had... You had a uh, Sting versus Triple H, where I, I know a lot of people complain that Sting should have gone over, uh, but due to political reasons for a storyline between The Rock and Triple H that didn't pan out, Triple H had to go over, and that was cool. Uh, but I, I hate when people dog on that one specific point because the match was amazing. Triple H and Sting tore the house down. But the biggest moment of the whole night, in my opinion, tied with the, you know, the ending of WrestleMania 31 was DX coming out. And then you got NWO music hit and NWO starts strutting to the ring and then you have NWO versus DX. Like that was such a cool moment. Um, and I was really watching the, you know, Monday Night Wars uh, documentary, uh, like, die hard at that time so it was all fresh to me and it was really exciting uh you had that was the very first brock lesnar and roman reigns match and it was the first one and probably the last one that i was excited for uh it they made me get behind roman reigns uh you know getting all those suplexes you're like oh it's going to be a squash and then it shows roman reigns laughing like, I, I can get this guy. I can get behind him. I like him. Um, it's also crazy, you know, that neither of the guys in the match won the match. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, you had Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, which another moment of the night was the RKO from the sky. Dude, the where... Seth Rollins was going for the stomp and he launches him up and boom, RKO out of nowhere. Oh man, dude, I popped huge for that. Um, and I thought Seth was going to win it, but Randy won it. And I was kind of frustrated because I thought they, I was like, why would you have a legendary status wrestler go over a young guy? And then later in the night, you find out why. Um, the Intercontinental title ladder match. Uh, that they started off the show with, which you had, you know, Brody Lee at the time, um, uh, Luke Harper, and you had Cody Rhodes at the time, the Stardust, uh, John Moxley at the time as Dean Ambrose. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler. You have 
Daniel Bryan at the time, or Brian Danielson at the time is Daniel Bryan. I mean, the match was great. Um, everybody put in the work. Uh, that's I'm not a fan of Dolph Ziggler, I'll be honest. But I mean, him at the end with Brian Danielson headbutting the hell out of each other. I mean, that was exciting. And I had a feeling once it went down to that, Brian Danielson was not going to lose a headbutt competition to <laughs> to you know Dolph Ziggler. Um, you had Rusev versus John Cena. And this match was big because Rusev at the time, who is Miro now, Rusev was undefeated at the time. So he was the U.S. champion, and he's fighting John Cena, who's definitely at his biggest threat. And it was like, all right, is Rusev going to remain undefeated and beat John Cena? And if he does that, then who's next for Rusev? Or is John Cena going to come in and beat Rusev and, you know, how are the fans going to react to that? Are they going to be annoyed because they were kind of annoyed with John Cena at the time? So it was a very exciting match, and you know John Cena won. I was upset because I was I was liking the Russo storyline. Um, I think the one thing with that that made it so perfect is that Russo beat John Cena in the previous pay per view. Mm-hmm, so that's it right. Made it, they made it that much legit. And put down in your mind and seen it could beat himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then we had what I think was probably, in my opinion, match of the night was so the year before at WrestleMania 30, Undertaker was the undefeated streak was ended. Um, very, I wish they didn't end it. Uh, and the match was very just it wasn't a good match. Uh, so this was Undertaker's first match back, and he came back against Bray Wyatt, who Bray Wyatt was you know self proclaiming himself the you know new face of fear and that he was going to put away the Undertaker once and for all. And Undertaker basically came back and said, Boy, I ain't done yet, <laughs> I still got a lot left in me. And uh, I mean, man, they had. It was such a good match from storytelling to actual in-ring. And it did show, like, all right, Undertaker's back. Um, you know, we got him for a few more years. So uh, it, it was incredible. The video package, go back and watch WrestleMania 31 Undertaker and Bray Wyatt video package. Probably one of the best video packages, uh, you know, there is. Um, and then, of course, the match to end the night. You had Roman Reigns for the first time fighting Brock Lesnar. And it was for the World Heavyweight Championship. They put on one hell of a match. And in the middle of the match where, you know, Roman Reigns gets F5'd and you think, okay, Brock Lesnar's about to win. um, Bam, you hear Seth Rollins' music hit. And Seth Rollins at the time was Mr. Money in the Bank. So he comes running down with the briefcase. And you're like, oh, oh, this is getting crazy. It's getting crazy now. And he cashes in, and then he goes to stomp Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar picks him up and gets ready to F5 him. You're like, no way. He cashes in, and he's going to lose. And then Roman spears Brock Lesnar, dropping Seth. Seth curb stomps Roman Reigns and steals the World Heavyweight Championship, runs all the way up that long ramp, starts swinging that championship around, holds it up, and oh, 
what an amazing moment and that's honestly that's what i'm kind of hoping to see at money in the bank is a repeat of that um get the title off of roman reigns i don't want brock lesnar to have it put it on seth rollins um i think that would definitely be something cool so yeah wrestlemania at 31. number seven wrestlemania one madison square garden um one of the main reasons I put this on my list was just because it was number one, the first mania ever, and the risk behind, you know, having that was so great. It was literally do or die for the wrestling business. Um, so, in my opinion, was the biggest gamble in pro wrestling history. Um, I mean, you had Hogan and Mr. T versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper, which was a great main event. They sold it. It was exciting. Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud, which is always fun to watch Andre beat up on, beat up on John Stud. Um, and then of course he had Cindy Lauper coming out with Wendy Richter. You know, um, I, I was a fan. I wasn't even alive yet, but watching back, you know, I, I loved uh, Cindy Lauper uh, with wrestling. I felt like it just fit. Uh, WrestleMania or number six, WrestleMania six, uh, ironically in Atlantic City. Um, I mean, you had Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Uh, great story, great match. Uh, you had Mr. Perfect versus Beefcake. That uh, was just fun, and Mr. Perfect is a genius in the ring. You had Rick Martel versus Coco Beware. I love Coco Beware. <laughs> uh, Jake the Snake versus Ted DiBiase, and that was a. Uh, that was definitely a fun one. Um, you had, you know, Andre the Giant out um, in the corner of Dibiase. Uh, uh, and then the main event, which I loved, uh, was Hogan versus Warrior. It was, in my opinion, a very underrated main event in wrestling. I'm not a huge Hogan fan. Um, you'll hear me say that time and time again. But one thing he could do is give you moments in history and he can give it a big fight feel. Um, you know, so that's why I chose WrestleMania six uh, for number six. Wrestle number five is WrestleMania 18. Um, that was in Canada. You had, that, and that's kind of where it was right after, you know, it was 2002. So it was right after Vince had just purchased WCW. So you're getting kind of those, you know. Hey, Brent, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we're supposed to stop at six. Oh, my bad, dude. <laughs> no problem. No problem. You're good. Forget everything I just said. Uh, I, dude, I got excited. I talk about wrestling, man. Yeah, I didn't I want to interrupt excited. you. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was going to let Getting you know, excited. But let me stop it so we can stay on it. All, All right. right. So let's rewind. All right, Tevin, let's hear your six, brother. Come on. All right. All right. Just one second. Let me see. Hey, get my notes together. Um, oh, good, man. All right. All right. So for my number 10, it was WrestleMania 37. Why this is on uh, my list is because this was the first time, you know, after the pandemic. Well, big show. Actually, I think it was the first show. Was it WrestleMania when the fans yeah. were back? Fans are yep. back. So the, this was exciting. You know, it's been, you know, almost two years with no fans. Um, let's see. Uh, the um, 
my favorite, I'm just going to start out with my favorite match of that night was uh, Bianca and Sasha. Um, they tore the house down, made history as two um, black um, female wrestlers headlining WrestleMania night one. Um, although I don't believe in that night one and night two things, either you have a main event or you don't. <laughs> um, but that match was just, it was amazing. Um, I think what I remember most about that match was um, Bianca's hair whip to Sasha. That, oh man, I felt bad for her. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that I felt oh, that one. Uh, man, <laughs> and I'm glad that um, WWE's really treating that, you know, hair whip. She only does it like big matches like that at WrestleMania. You hardly ever see it like in NXT. She she always used it in NXT to win a match. Um, so that was my favorite from that one. But that uh, WrestleMania you also saw for your opening, you had um, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Um um trying to remember yeah bobby yeah bobby was the champion at that point yeah yeah so he um uh he retained the title you also had um oh you had bad bunny <laughs> that that was, oh that's uh, right talks about that match like you know how they bring celebrities in um and I, by far i think this was the best celebrity match at mania they ever had <laughs> Bad yeah. Bunny really no, showed real. that he, he was a you know he is the fan and he um whatever training that he did he took serious because that man they you know obviously they called him back to do the rumble and he showed out at the rumble too um uh let's see oh and you also I think the match that stole the night was a uh, Seth versus Cesaro uh yeah that's so right. Yes, that was, I think, I had high hopes for that match. I knew it was going to be still the show when it was announced. Uh, you know, you have Seth Rollins, you can put him in anything. And Cesaro is just, like I said, he's just incredible. Way underrated. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that was this, that was it for uh, WrestleMania 37, where I took from it. Um, next is number nine. Um, I'm going to go to WrestleMania 20. Two, and this is where um, Trish Stratus ended her 447-day reign um, against uh, Mickey Jane. Um, I think that has to be one of the best rivalries in uh, women's wrestling. It was Trish and Mickey, and yeah. uh, they just they tore the house down, you know. And Trish, since she debuted in um, WWE, has Man, just you know, from the time she started as a valet to you know for her singles push, she is she really improved quick. I know everybody says about Kurt Angle how he was the quickest learner, but Trish really stepped up her game through the years that she was active in the on that roster. Because um, Trish, Trish, if you really think about it, she really had a short career too, like her in WWE. Sadly, but um, let's see. Uh, then you had a. Uh, let me see. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. Oh, okay. You had um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus uh, Vince McMahon in a no-holds-barred match. Now, I vaguely remember this. The only reason why uh, I bring this up is because when I was watching on um, WrestleMania 9, um, 9, I mean 22, 
uh, I saw this match and I was like, you know what? I don't even remember this. So I sat down and watched the whole thing. And that was, a, you know, it's, it's Vince. So anything involving Vince in the storyline is great. And of course, you have Mr. Uh, WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. So that just mm-hmm. adds on to the, you know. Oh, let's see. Number eight. I'm going to go to one of the, I think the best views in um, history was at uh, WrestleMania 10, where you had Owen Hart versus um, Bret Hart. Yeah. And um, you want to talk about a technical, oh, and you want to talk about the storyline. Like, they were so involved in that storyline, they got the family involved. It, it was just, you know, crazy. Uh, uh, like I wished, like I said, um, you know, the tragedy that happened to Owen Hart didn't happen because I would have loved to see what he could have done, you know, finishing his career in WWE. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, next. Oh, and another big match that was at WrestleMania 10 that it's probably people say is the best ladder match in history. Well, it was probably the first, well, you know, says the first one was uh, Razor versus uh, Shawn Michaels for the unification of the IC title. That if you go back, if you're a wrestler in training, go back and watch that match. That was absolutely beautiful storytelling in that match. (laughs) And especially back then, people got to realize this was years before the... um, TLC matches that, you know, the Hardys and Christian and Edge and the Dudley boys, you know, did. And they were the first ones to put a, that type of match on the map. And I give credit, especially just like Razor, which was um real underrated, too. I believe he should have been a world champion. It's a shame um, that he like, never held world championship. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He looked apart. His character was over. Uh, you know, maybe it was just the peep, the other wrestlers around him. But you know, maybe you know, just came at a bad time. But mm-hmm. he was a great, uh, I guess, a you know, a top mid Carter for um, WWE at that time. Um, let's see. Oh, and another. Uh, let me see. Twenty-two. You know what? I think that was um. Oh, I want to go back to my number nine, uh, WrestleMania 22. I don't know if I said it or not, but before the, uh, I forgot to mention um, Edge and Mick Foley. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about that. But oh, they had yeah. Best match. Uh, that hardcore match. And we all remember uh, Edge sparing Mick Foley through that uh, fire table. That was just, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> Mick Foley could, you know, taking those kind of bumps at his age at the time. And um, yeah, it was, think you would think that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that incredible match, incredible memory moment. Yeah, that mm-hmm. uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, go to uh, my number seventh uh, pick, uh, WrestleMania twenty, where you had a uh, Undertaker returning as Dead Man to feed his uh younger brother Kane, you know, it's always nice to, yep. uh, especially that gimmick he brought back. Cause, um, I think, yeah, at the time he was, uh, you know, the American badass, you know, evil. And he just returned as dead man for that WrestleMania to defeat Kane. Um, 
then um another memorable moment um about this pay-per-view was uh trish i think this is one of the best heel heel turns in wwe was when trish turned on chris jericho and oh yeah and this was a uh, yes with christian and this is one of christian's best heel runs in that company um Mm -hmm. Because remember before that, uh, Chris Jericho and Christian were the best of friends. And um, I remember their segments in the um, back. You know, they used to bet on things, you know, one Canadian dollar or whatever. One Canadian dollar. <laughs> yep. Yes. And um, that was just a, uh, oh, man, that Trish Hill. I didn't think it was going to work. But because it's Chris Jericho, he can turn the crowd on you quick. And everybody was born Trish and the whole Christian thing. That was just that was just brilliant. Um, how they did that. Um, that made uh, Christian. You could put a world title on Christian after that point. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I want to say. Let me see. Who else was that? Uh. Oh, you had Victoria. Um, beat Molly Holly in the. And Molly Halley had to have her head shaved. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. um, for a woman, I guess that's that's real, you know, touchy because um, I heard the whole story behind that. And um, Molly Holly, she just wanted to be on WrestleMania. So that's the only reason why she agreed to it. And <laughs> as you see, she kind of stuck with that short haircut, you know, for a long time. <laughs> but that was... Uh, she still rocks it. Yeah. Yeah, she still rocks it. Yes. And um, uh, let's see. I think that's it for. Oh, I don't know how I keep with these important matches. Um, in those WrestleManias, but um, my favorite <laughs> match, more well, favorite moment was because that was the uh, year Eddie and um Chris Benoit, they both won the championships. You had uh, what was it? Chris Benoit was world heavyweight, and Eddie was the WWE champion. And at the end of WrestleMania, you just saw them hug it out because who would have mm-hmm. ever thought the uh, cruiserweights from WCW would be world champions in WWE? So that was just a good moment. And um, sadly, you know, with you know the media, you know the stuff with Chris Benoit, it's kind of deleted from WWE history. But um, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that footage would be playing every WrestleMania, you know, leading up. But that was just a beautiful moment right there. Um, yeah, if you're are you okay if I comment on that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um I think that so first of all, my take on the whole Benoit situation is I don't think that was Benoit who did what he did. I think Benoit was genuinely a good man. Um just you know, the wrestling business, the the abuse caught up to him and unfortunately things transpired the way they did. But if they hadn't, I think uh, Eddie Guerrero and Ben Wall's moment would be as big as uh, Hogan slamming Andre. I really do with the confetti coming down, those two standing face to face. um, One of my favorite, probably to be honest, my favorite moment in WrestleMania history. Um, If you, you know, take away everything that had happened uh, after, definitely agree. 
Yes. <laughs> um, for my number six, um, just like you, um, well, I don't, I don't think it was your number six, but uh, it was on your list. WrestleMania thirty one. Um, you know, Sting's debut. You know, uh, I don't think nobody ever thought that you would see Sting in the um, WWE ring, especially in WrestleMania. Unfortunately, his uh, his run was short. And the only, and you know, people complain about it. Uh, and um, the only thing I have to complain about his run was that he lost both of his matches that he was in WWE. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure they had long plans for him. But I didn't agree he should have lost his first two matches in WWE. That was just, you know, crazy. Especially one being WrestleMania. Um, another... Uh, memorable moment was the RK um oh <laughs> um with uh Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. Um <laughs> I just remember yeah. watching it on TV and was like, oh my God. And you can tell by the look of Randy's face that he was excited that he landed it. And to hear the story behind that, how they came in in the morning to practice that and they couldn't get it right. And <laughs> And they was just like, well, we're just going to have to wing it, you know, during the show. And just the timing of that was just perfect. I'm just like, wow. And you yeah. can see it on Randy's face that he was just like, oh, yeah. oh my oh, God. Yeah. He got it's so hyped when he <laughs> landed that. Amazing what adrenaline can do. Exactly. The, self, the look on Seth's face when he knew it was coming was priceless. Yes. Um. Then, of course, you had the the cash in, um, which was kind of crazy because when stuff like that happens, I can see it from a mile away. But the fact that Seth had lost the match at the, you know, at the beginning of the night, mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking, oh, he's money in the bank, you know, a <laughs> winner. And <laughs> you had the main event, um, Brock Lesnar and Roman. And that didn't even cross my mind. Then they made it a triple threat. I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause he went it that night, and he did. <laughs> who in the it world? Just, it, it was crazy. Who in the world would have thought anybody? Because when you cash in, you catch the champion as weakest moment. Exactly. <laughs> Why in the world would anybody in their right mind want to go up against Roman and Brock? Exactly. For but real. if anybody would have been Seth, it would have been Seth, and yeah. his um. Uh, world title run was i think one of the most underrated um i love seth as a heel especially as a champion um he had you know jj and security i think that was the yeah. best thing they yeah. ever did <laughs> that was the best thing they ever did i wish that um they could bring that back um and seth is a heel now and you know money in the bank is right around the corner so who, who knows <laughs> yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's it for my uh, 10 through 6 nice you caught yourself good <laughs> <laughs> sweet um, alright so with, with uh, time the way it is we'll just go ahead and move on to you Herman uh, uh, go through yours uh, this oh. is your top 5 alright so uh, number 5 for me is WrestleMania 17. And 
this has so many different impacts on me. Like Steve Austin versus The Rock. I mean, it was just magic. You felt it in the air. As soon as they came out, it was something different about the energy. It changed. And you knew you were looking at the men in the wrestling world, not just the WWE, the world. It was just, it was pure magic. And I enjoyed it. And it made The Rock become the people's champion. And Austin was just Austin. He just stunned the the hell out of the rock. And interestingly enough, he was sick and they didn't think he was going to be able to make the match. Yeah, I remember hearing that. And And they just tore it down. My next match... Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley, TLC, the first one. Oh, my God. Really, do I even have to say anything about the magic those three teams make when they get in the ring? It was just perfect. The, The selling, the spots. Everything was just, and I was always a big tag team wrestling fan. That just solidified for me why tag teams can do so much more if given the chance. Yeah. And the last match on that card oh, was... Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. You could put those two any arena, any stipulation, and you're going to see pure wrestling. Those two had a chemistry that by far is in my top, top five of all time with people. They knew what the other one was doing. They just had a, uh, a chemistry that was just unspoken. So uh, number four for me is WrestleMania 30. You had the ending of the street. As much as I did not like Brock Lesnar, you had to, had to respect him for putting The Undertaker down. As much as I thought that was the wrong call and I would still argue it to this day, it was brilliant. And the two things I remember from that match. One, the look on Paul Heyman's face like he had no idea that Brock was going to do it with all the talk. He had no idea that it could be done. And the fan in the front row with his bug eyes 
<laughs> I could, I would <laughs> never, ever forget that. Dude, that was, that was one of the, I mean, big, when you think of WrestleMania, you think of Undertaker undefeated streak. Um, so, I mean, when, I think that that's one of the things WWE did great was when Brock, when they counted three, you know, you had Michael Cole and the streak is broken and the music didn't hit. You could hear a pin drop and it was quiet and amazing. You do know the story behind that. That's why it was, he wasn't even supposed to lose that match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was concussed like yeah, he was throughout concussed. the whole match. Yeah, yeah. and it was just uh, it was just a call that Vince made, and um, because usually I don't know if you ever saw that uh, it's on the network, um, the documentary, um, but there's footage on YouTube when that happened. Brock came in the back and he cussed Vince out. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't he didn't want to um in the street. Nope. Yeah. And, but however, if you think about it, Brock Lesnar before that match, I mean, mm -hmm. he had just lost to Triple H. Um, you know, he wasn't really doing anything big. And then um, after beating The Undertaker, he went on to fight John Cena in a squash match against John Cena. And so defeating the Undertaker made Brock Lesnar into the beast incarnate that he is today. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And it, you seeing grown men crying, that for me, I'm not even going to lie. I, I held some tears. Agreed. But I was by myself and I held back tears. The next, actually, next two matches. I'm just going to lump them together because both of them are connected. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H and Daniel Bryan versus Batista and Randy Orton. You are talking about the rare times that WWE listens to the crowd. That was all natural. That wasn't a byproduct of WWE trying to create something that was natural. And Brian, good Lord, he just took the WWE to a whole different plane. It, it was just beautiful. Yeah, I think the best, the three best underdog stories in professional wrestling today is Benoit beating Michaels and Triple H in a triple threat. Uh, Eddie Guerrero beating Brock Lesnar at No Way Out, and Brian Danielson beating Triple H, uh, basically beating Evolution all in one night. Exactly. It, it was just pure magic. So for me, number three is WrestleMania 37. For all the points that you made, Tevin, is right on. But for me, with the crowd being the first crowd back, it was just a buzz in there. It was just something special. And to start off with Drew versus Bobby, and Bobby won. I know I cannot be the only person who just knew they were going to give Drew McIntyre his due WrestleMania moment. And just for Bobby to beat him almost cleanly, 
it was just it was a beautiful moment it, it it's like oh wow i would be broke now because i would have put all my money on that yep. one and then of course with um with uh bianca and sasha oh my god i it's really nothing that i think i need to say about that match it was just good the storyline i didn't like the build to it but both women put on a tremendous performance plus for me it was kind of extra special because bianca is from my from knoxville uh me and her went to the same school my sister and her father are great friends so that just it was just different anytime i hear her come out and i hear knoxville tennessee i feel so proud because she represents us and i can tell you here everybody loves bianca they are so proud of her and what she's accomplished no they should be for sure and the match that has put roman reigns on the map just anything else he's done up until this point was good but this made him the tribal chief him edge and daniel bryan not only did he win the match he stacked them on each other and took the three count i would have never ever seen that coming he has that moment took away every other wrestlemania moment he had and solidified him with the john cena's with the hulk hogan's with the stone colds he that made that that was one of the greatest moments for him I love it. I'd go back yeah. and watch it to this day. Yeah, I get I can get behind that for sure. So number two for me is WrestleMania 16. WrestleMania 16, again, start off with Edge, Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys ladder match. It was and this actually this wrestlemania is called wrestlemania 2000 and it was just beautiful any again anytime you get those three together you can put a bucket of water and they're gonna make it the greatest bucket of water match ever alive yeah the next match for me was the and i know a lot of people don't careful this match the ending they could have did better but personally for me was a great match triple h versus the rock versus big show versus mick foley with all the mcmahon having uh being at ringside with one of the wrestlers it was great i just enjoyed the way they brought it together and for me i love surprises but it has to make sense and for triple h to win that 
to me didn't it did not make any sense that should have been the rocks moment yeah but, you know i now understand why i'm looking back now but still there are certain athletes that get their wrestlemania moment to define it's going to be their error and i just think that one triple h ended up stealing the rocks but in hindsight it ended up making you understand the cerebral assassin mm -hmm. and last but not least on this wrestlemania the two fall triple threat match for the intercontinental title and the european title kurt angle chris benoit and chris jericho oh my god it again uh, for me pound for pound if you put if you don't have chris benoit in your top 10 wrestlers of all time i question what you look at for wrestling yeah yeah i see that for sure him again him and kurt and Jer uh, jericho just put on a masterpiece and it's a, the storyline was great and to get the titles off of him off of kurt to elevate him to the world championship status that quickly was amazing so last but not least drum roll my number one wrestlemania of all time is wrestlemania 20. Ooh. for everything that was said let's go back to the undertaker and kane just the return of the dead man it yeah. was slow it was methodical it was just brilliant i never thought i wanted a kane and undertaker at wrestlemania again and they really did a great job of doing it number two for me was eddie guerrero versus kurt angle it was a it was great match it was masterful and eddie always lies cheats and steals he did such a great job they just played off of the, each other so tremendously and number one for me triple h versus Shawn michaels versus chris benoit you're talking about all three guys leaving it out on the mat they did a tremendous job and it was the right call it was the right main event it was brilliant and just for benoit to get a world championship not just in wcw but for the big one in wwe was just tremendous then eddie coming out and you they had that touching moment if anyone understands their relationship knowing they're legit friends almost brothers 
it was just so heartwarming. And unfortunately, as we've talked about with Benoit and his situation, you would never get to see that because that would have been the number one play thing anytime WrestleMania was brought up. Yeah. So that's my top 10. I, um, yeah, that's, that's a really good pick. Um, there, there is one on my list that I'm surprised that you didn't have on your list, but uh, we'll see if uh, we'll let Tevin go and do his and see if uh, maybe, maybe it's on his list. All right, so Tevin, <laughs> you want to give your countdown, brother? Um, number five, we're going to go to WrestleMania 21, where we had uh, Cena versus JBL. Um, this WrestleMania was kind of special because it was like the turning of, you know, the new generation started, you know, we're here with, you have Cena winning the championship against JBL and Batista dethroning Triple H. Um, you also had the feud of, um, Eddie versus Ray in that grudge match that they had. Um, if you remember the storyline, um. Uh, Dominic, you know, Eddie's real son, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting feud. Um, yeah, that feud showed a lot of range for Eddie. <laughs> like Eddie went to like a dark, even though it was like a funny storyline. I mean, goofy, I wouldn't say funny, but it was just Eddie just went into a dark place with that. And um, oh yeah, with all people, his best friend, Ray. So that was uh, entertaining. I just remember watching that as a kid. It was I was just drawn, you know, drawn to the screen for that feud. Um, you also had um, Edge uh, went in the Money in the Bank because I think that was the inaugural um, uh, Money in the Bank match, first ever. Uh, then you had uh, I think the best match of the night and probably one of the I want to say top five matches in WrestleMania, Kurt versus uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, that was a good, oh, that was a good match. I can't even, you know. <laughs> uh, I believe that match wasn't supposed to happen too. I think that was a like a last, not a last minute thing, but I think wasn't. No, no, no. That was a that was another year because I remember uh, Triple H getting hurt one year. And yeah, they had to bring in Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another year. Um, number four is WrestleMania twenty four, uh, where you had CM Punk winning back to back uh, Money in the Bank uh, matches. Um, let's see. You had uh, oh the triple threat match between um Randy, John, and Triple H. Um, which I was quite shocked that Randy won it, but looking back, I think that was the obvious pick. But during that time, I didn't think Randy Orton would have won that match. So that was a quite shocking. Um, and I believe WrestleMania 24. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the um, WrestleMania where we got to see Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show, which was... Yep. Uh, <laughs> which was actually a quite interesting feud uh, as far as uh, celebrity matches go in the WWE. Um, 
my number three pick is WrestleMania 30, where we have the Yes movement <laughs> with uh, Daniel Bryan and that whole story leading up to um, that WrestleMania was just incredible. You had somebody like Daniel Bryan, which I don't think nobody would have expected him to become a world champion. Um, and it just leaves that question, if CM Punk didn't leave, would Daniel Bryan ever become world champion in the WWE? Yeah, that's um, definitely a good question. That's just, yeah, that's just, um, but, and a lot of people don't talk about that, that when CM Punk left, not only that just changed the whole landscape of WWE. You had guys come up that that weren't supposed to and made a name for themselves. And like I said, CM Punk might get a lot of flack for leaving and stuff, just, you know, packing up and leaving. But if he didn't leave, some of the best stuff in, you know, WWE wouldn't have happened if he didn't leave. Um, let's see. Uh... Wrestle, oh, my number two pick, uh, WrestleMania 19. Uh, I think, even though this is my number two pick, I think this was probably one of the best WrestleManias next to um, WrestleMania 17. You had uh, Austin's uh, final match, and that build-up to him and The Rock was just incredible. Um that video package, I'm pretty sure you have seen it all. That I think that had to be one of the most best video packages WWE has ever done. From the music to their rivalry. Because before that point, um Stone Cone had won every match between the Rock, you know, and The Rock finally got one. Um so you know the record's two to one. Um let's see, uh Um, there was also during this match, I didn't like the fact about, um, Triple H versus Booker T. That whole storyline just, I mean, the outcome from WrestleMania, Triple H going over in that match, I didn't agree with. But again, that was Triple H's, uh, reign of terror. <laughs> And if you look back yeah. on it, um, all the Triple H opponents during that time were ex-WCW guys. So I don't know if it was Vince trying to bury WCW finally. But like I said, that feud just really didn't make sense. And Because um, you had a heel in Triple H that was talking, you know, <laughs> crazy stuff to Booker T, how he's not, he's not championship material. He doesn't belong here. You know, stuff like that. And just to have a heel go over in that way, I don't agree with. And that finish was just, it was crazy. Um, I don't know if you remember that finish um, in that match, but um, I believe, Book oh no, Triple H did a pedigree to Booker T. And I kid you not, 20 seconds went by before Triple H even covered him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Triple yeah. H won that match. Oh. <laughs> it was that was crazy. To me, um, one of the rare but, times I wanted to punch my TV. <laughs> and but later that night, we also had uh Kurt Angle versus Lesnar. 
which was absolutely amazing, except for, you know, Brock Lesnar <laughs> shooting that, uh, what was it, Shooting Star Press? Shooting Star yeah. Press, breaking his neck. his neck. Don't get me wrong, I heard stories of Brock landing that move, and I wanted to see it. But, like, I agree, even if you can do the move, I don't think somebody like Brock Lesnar should do it, even though if he landed it, it's funny because even if he landed it, that <laughs> that would have been played throughout the, you know, history, the WrestleManias, um, you know, when there's a WrestleMania, they will show that every reel. But we all know that he didn't, and it's still being played. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can actually big moment. <laughs> you can actually see him land it uh, in OVW. He actually did it quite a bit in OVW. Yes. Um, and he would land it. That's the only time he didn't land it was in WrestleMania in front of crazy. You know the entire audience. Yeah. And and it's crazy looking back that I'm older. Um, if you look at it, you can tell there was no way Kurt was too far out. <laughs> well, Kurt, yeah, that was the, I don't, yeah, that was just a freak accident. Yeah, that, uh, um, trying to overcompensate for that jump, man. He, I don't think he should have just you know. <laughs> That and it didn't uh, anticipate the uh, ring with them being outside and the ropes mm -hmm. being uh, wet from the the sweat and everything that uh, that played into it. Uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, then for my number one pick, I'm just gonna leave this simple. Um, <laughs> my favorite match at WrestleMania. Uh, 17 was the TLC number two between the Dudleys, uh, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. Um, they stole the show, and it's a shame that we never really got to see um one of those matches headline a pay per view. They was either opening it up, you know, um. And I understand, you know, WWE is not really a tag team company, so you probably will never. I don't know if we ever had a tag team in the uh, WrestleMania, but we probably will never see it, especially now. <laughs> but uh, I believe that was one of the best uh, matches uh, on that card, and probably one of the best moments that there um, is in WrestleMania history. Um, the fact that it's funny, though, um, that rivalry that they had between those three teams, uh, Edge and Christian won all three of them, <laughs> which is kind of, you know, crazy to to think of. But because um, I, I believe, isn't that that match where uh, I want to say uh, Jeff was hanging off the lat, uh, he was hanging off something. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the grabbing the titles and Edge spared him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was just that was just a ridiculous and hearing um hearing them talk about that match, how they was trying to come up with a way for that to work. And um if edge timing was just a little bit off, that would have been that would have you know, that <laughs> wouldn't have end, ended well for both of them. So that it was just incredible how they put those three teams put that match together. Yeah, so, yeah. That's that's my um top five. 
Sweet. Um, yeah, so uh, with the time, I'll go ahead and run through mine real quick. Uh, again, I'm surprised that uh, you also didn't have in your top 10 uh, what's my actual number two. But uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I had an honorable mention. I'm sorry. I had an honorable Let's hear mention. it. <laughs> and it's probably not yours either, but it was just because I was at this WrestleMania and um, when Kofi won the world title. Right. Oh, wow. I, so let me tell you a little backstory about that. Um, I was at every event. I was at NXT, the Brooklyn Takeover. Um, I was at that Monday Night Raw, but I chose not to go to the WrestleMania. Um, you got to hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I chose not to go to that WrestleMania just because of um, the only tickets that were available was the nosebleeds, and <laughs> you know they were four hundred dollars, and I was just like, no, I'm good. So what I did when I was in New York City, I had uh, Google, you know, places to watch WrestleMania. So I went to a bar called Jack Dempsey's. Um, if y'all ever in New York, go to Jack Dempsey's. They every uh, pay per view, even AEW, they show um, even boxing matches. Uh, I was there. Uh, I found it on like Meet Me, no Meet Up, or was on Facebook or whatever. And so I'm watching that, and I'm noticing. Um, I'm seeing wrestlers like um I don't know if any of y'all watch Mar uh Lucha Underground, but uh Marty Marty the Moth Martinez he was there, uh MVP and Chad Gaspar was there, and like I said if you ever see that famous clip of MVP and Chad Gaspar crying when Kofi won I was right there I was in front of MVP. Dang. And, oh wow! And man, that moment yes, yeah, so I met MVP twice at WrestleCon and at that night um. So after that night, me and uh, MVP, we, we chatted oh, for a long time. It was one of the best moments for me out for the fact that I was even at WrestleMania, the, the venue. But to share it in front of wrestlers like MVP and Chad Gaspar really meant. And the fact that Kofi won it, man, it was just it was just a beautiful moment. So that for me was number one. I just didn't put it on my list because I, I didn't think of it at the time. But that that's really my number one <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's definitely a good pick. Uh, all right. So, yeah, it wasn't the one that I had picked that I thought y'all would have had on y'all's list. Uh, but we'll start with my number five, which I already kind of went over, was WrestleMania 18 in Canada, um, where you had, you know, the WCW guys come in. You had scott hall versus steve austin um you know that's a dream match in its own uh you had flair versus undertaker which you know that was uh i mean just saying it is something you probably thought you'd never see rick flair versus the undertaker um regal versus rvd which you know william regal being one of the best technical wrestlers and rvd being one of the best high-flying wrestlers definitely messed well in their match um and a lot of people hate on it but i loved it was the storyline with edge and booker t um where they where they were fighting for the uh to be the face of the asian shampoo commercial <laughs> 
<laughs> and he had he had Tajiri and um, Tori Wilson, you know, doing those vignettes, testing it, and then you had Edge doing the whole, you know, face of the the commercial. I thought that was great. Um, personally, I do think Booker should have won that. I hate how they did Booker when he came in from WCW, whether it was against The Rock, Steve Austin, um, uh, Edge, Triple H. Uh, dude deserves way more credit than, you know, the way he was treated. Um, yeah, Lita versus Trish versus Jazz. Uh, you know, that, in my opinion, was women's wrestling was definitely underrated back in the day. Um, and then if you had... You know, what I think sold out the entire event, entire WrestleMania 18 was uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Yeah, the 24-inch pythons coming in after the young blood. Um, one of the best and most iconic moments was the face-off where they would look at each other and then they yeah, both look in different movie. directions looking yeah, that's, that's looking the, at uh, the crowd. Um, it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, WrestleMania 18 is my number five uh the year after yeah. wrestlemania 19 is my number four uh it was in new york city oh my God. <clears throat> you had you know starting off with matt hardy versus Rey mysterio for the cruiserweight championship uh that whole storyline was great where matt was trying to make weight to be in the cruiserweight division um and then he had shannon moore as his you know roadie uh great story you had uh, the tag team match, which was underrated main, uh, mania match overall, was Guerrero, the Los Guerreros versus yeah. Team Angle versus Benoit and Rhino. Um, I mean, that match was, I mean, when you hear those names, you know it's going to be good, and it definitely succeeded my expectations uh, of the match. Um, you had, uh, again, like you said, Tevin, Booker T versus Triple H, which could have been so much better i mean written down then, it's a dream match it's going to be incredible it's you know no, very exciting something you can get behind but yeah it, it did seem kind of like a letdown uh with how it did end um you had you know angle versus lesnar one of my favorite mania matches you know of wrestlemania um i mean even though yeah brock lesnar broke his neck trying to hit the shooting star press he still finished the match, got up, F5 Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle, who also had a broken neck mm -hmm. during that match. Um, so for both of them to put on the, you know, barn burner the way they did with the injuries that they had, um, you know, hats off to them. And I think that match is underrated. Uh, you had, you know, Austin versus The Rock, which was Steve Austin's uh, retirement match, even though, he wasn't public about it and nobody really knew about it. Um, yeah. A lot of the yeah, talent didn't even know about it. Um, I think Vince knew and The Rock knew. Um, yeah. So, oh. and, and, and Austin did that because he didn't want to take the shine away from Rock getting his first win over Austin. Yeah. Um, then you had yeah. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, uh, where, you know, Michaels was saying Jericho is the next. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels acted like that was, you know, mm -hmm. he, that he said that's what he used to want to be, but now he wants to be the first Chris Jericho, yeah. and yeah. he wanted to put Michaels down to say that I'm not the next Michaels, I'm the first Jericho. Um, that match was as, you know, phenomenal as expected. Um, I knew 
you know, the ending, it was very, uh, you could tell what was going to happen when you had, you know, Shawn Michaels with his hand out and then Jericho giving him the hug. Yeah. And then, of course, kicking between the legs. Classic heel Jericho. Um, so WrestleMania 19 was my number four. WrestleMania number three, again, was, uh, or WrestleMania, or my number three pick, WrestleMania 24. Uh, again, was a nostalgia pick. Um, as a kid, you know, I think I was probably like 12 or 13. I had put that on repeat. I got the DVD. I would sleep with it just on repeat. I would wake up. I would go to school, leaving it on repeat. I'd come home and I'd watch it on repeat. I've probably seen WrestleMania 24 more than any other wrestling show ever. Um, I mean, we had JBL versus Finley kicking it off, which the story was hilarious because you had, you know, Horns, uh, Vince McMahon thinking Hornswoggle was his, you know, illegitimate son, and JBL stepping in to say, Vince, you're wrong. He's he's Finley's son. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just, just a fun match. Fit Finley's amazing. JBL's amazing. They, you know, tore the house down uh, to kick it off. He had the Money in the Bank match, which was CM Punk's first Money in the Bank victory. Uh, that entire match was great from, you know, uh, John Morrison doing the uh, the moonsault with the ladder off the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring. Um, you had Shelton Benjamin doing the, you know, dive uh, fall onto the ladder breaking it in half um you had you know carlito doing the backstabber from the top of the <laughs> from the top of the ladder i mean th there was just so many cool high spots in the match but there was also great storytelling between jericho and mvp and um even in morrison and, um it was uh, just a fun match um and then you had Undertaker versus Edge, which again, and I put in my notes, underrated match in all of WrestleMania matches. Um, and that's also the first time I saw Undertaker's Hell's Gate submission. And as a kid, that move scared me because the picture of Edge just passing out. And then when Undertaker moves, Edge is bleeding from the mouth. So you're thinking his esophagus was so torn up from that move that, like, it scared me. I was like, dude. Undertaker is the real deal. Um, but the match was just, it was fun. You had Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins as Edgeheads coming out to interfere. And you think, oh, no, Undertaker's streak. That's one of the first matches where I legit thought Undertaker's streak could end. Um, and funny story, Vince McMahon actually asked Edge if he would like to be the one to defeat Undertaker. And Edge turned it down. Um that is actually that's on one of the documentaries on the network De i definitely recommend checking out that story um number two this is the wrestlemania that i am shocked wasn't on either of your top 10 list um and it it may be just me but uh it's, i think it's one of the best wrestlemanias in history um definitely in the top two and between my number one and number two i didn't know which one to put number one it took me a while um but my number two is wrestlemania three and the pontiac silverdome that i mean when you think of wrestlemania introductions you think of this mcmahon going wrestlemania three and it's just a a big field, the biggest crowd 
um, up until 2016 with, I think it was like 93,172 or three in attendance, um, which was really unheard of at that time. Um, you had Jesse, the body Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary, which was an underrated uh, commentary duo. Uh, and then you had Bob Euchre step in, you know, as a color commentary, and he actually did really, really good. Um, you know, and people argue that Steamboat and, you know, Randy Savage had probably, if not one of the best, the best WrestleMania matches in history. And I've watched that match over and over and over for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, that everything to the ending was great, even though you had, you know, kind of a wonky ending. I think the just Randy Savage being too tired, too tired to kick out a three and kick out right after uh, was a great way to end it. There were no finishers. It was just he was worn out after that kind of match, that high caliber match. Um, and one of the things that was a wonky, you know, match to have, but I, I genuinely find it hysterical is they had King Kong Bundy, who, mind you, at WrestleMania 2 was main eventing against Hulk Hogan for the world championship. Um, you had King Kong Bundy and his two tag team partners, were, which were two midgets. And then you had Hillbilly Jim and his two tag team partners, which were two midgets. And I loved that at the end, King Kong Bundy, uh, being as big as he is, ends up hitting one of the other midgets. And then all four of the midgets turn against Bundy and start attacking him. Um, I mean, they were, you could tell they were all having a blast and it was fun. It was funny. It was a good way to get people, you know, invested into WrestleMania three, especially when you have 93 plus thousand in attendance. Um, I mean, and not to mention just the great matches that were involved, including one of the best moments in wrestling wrestlemania history which was hulk hogan body slamming andre the giant um, the match was mediocre at best uh, which is funny that you know it's such one of the biggest memory when you think of wrestlemania that's one of the first things you think of it's in the opening of every single one of their weekly televised shows um but the match yeah it was not that great um and they sold it as you know because there wasn't social media or internet back in the day so they sold it as the first time that andre the giant got body slammed but he's been body slammed quite a bit you know more before that so um hulk hogan is the face of the first person to body slam andre the giant um funny story to that yeah uh <laughs> that wasn't even the first time hulk hogan uh, slammed andre there's another show and and that, and honestly, that is why um, WrestleMania three was not in my hit. Is because I knew, I knew Andre got some by Hogan. Yeah, and then I was like, eh. and I, there is a video of it too. I think it was in the AWA where yeah, yep, it was NWA. Um, yeah, so I, I do think it's funny, and it's. I mean, kind of cool that back then they could get away with stuff like that because of the lack of social or not lack, but the fact that there was no social media um, and, you know, Internet wasn't even really, you know, hitting the ground running uh, yet. So they had the ability to keep kayfabe alive in those yeah. days. 
Um, all right, so number my number one was on both of y'all's lists, which as it should be, um, but this is my number one. So drum roll. My number one WrestleMania of all time is WrestleMania 17 in Houston, Texas at the Astrodome. Um, I mean, people, it's in everybody's top three, you know, if not their number one. Um, it was, uh, it was right after Vince had purchased WCW, the Monday Night Wars had finally ended. Um, it was my very first WrestleMania DVD set. And that was another one I watched on repeat. Um, it had the best video package and intro video of all time in all of WrestleManias with My Way. Um, you know, such an incredible, incredible, you know, entry into that WrestleMania. Each match was placed incredibly well. Um, you know, they, they, it was paced almost perfectly. Um, I wish AEW would go back and watch how WrestleMania 17 was paced out. Um, you had, you know, the beginning Regal versus Jericho, where you had that classic, you know, the letter of the P, the letter of the day is P. Um, amazing. The match was great. You had Kane, Big Show, and Raven, you know, which was, I think, an underrated match. It was very fun, very exciting. Um, you know, Kane was really a big deal then you know big show was just kind of getting big and then you had raven which was you know major ecw guy not to mention that paul Heyman was on commentary for wrestlemania 17 and i think you know between commentator and uh manager he's one of the best at both uh very underrated commentator uh so he was definitely putting over people like taz and and rvd and uh, Raven, um, yeah, the first Triple H versus Undertaker Mania match. Most people don't realize that, you know, they've had three total and not two. Um, it was the American Badass Undertaker, and um, people dog on it, but I watch it back and it, I loved it. Uh, it was one of my favorites um, up until the ending where he picks Triple H up for the last ride, and Triple H has his sledgehammer, and you think he's going to hit him. And then he gets slammed. You're like, oh, that was close. Um, I mean, that match was fun. Uh, you had Benoit and Angle. Um, actually, I completely forgot to put that down in my notes. I had to go back and put that down when you were talking about it. It's like, how did I forget? It was, that's how loaded of a card it was. I forgot about one of the best matches of the night. Um, you had The Rock versus Steve Austin. Again, a great story, great build. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, I, I didn't like the ending, um, you know, Steve Austin turning heel to join Vince McMahon and was not a big fan of that, but, um, then you had, uh, of course, match of the night, the match that stole the night. And in my opinion, the reason Vince McMahon doesn't like tag teams because it took away from you know both his moments uh him versus shane and him coming out to help steve austin was the triple threat tlc match uh tlc2 you know big major moments that live in history uh it's what hooked me on wrestling um you know it, it's 
that is what got me hooked, Jeff Hardy in that match. Um, and what's so funny is my nephew, he's you know about four years old today. Um, I introduced him to wrestling when CM Punk. Sorry? Did you say something, Tevin? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say nothing. Oh, sorry. So, um, yeah, so Jeff Hardy was – I saw Jeff Hardy, and I was hooked. Jeff Hardy became my favorite wrestler ever in that TLC match at WrestleMania 17. Um, but what's funny, I introduced wrestling to my nephew, four-year-old nephew, um, on CM Punk's return match against Darby Allen. And I wanted, you know, uh, I wanted him to get hooked on CM Punk. It's like, dude, Josh, you got to watch this CM Punk. He's so good. And he didn't, you know, give two craps about Punk. He fell in love with Darby. Darby Allen was his guy. And he kept talking about Darby. He would do the coffin drop onto the couch. He's only like four years old. And it reminded me of when I found out about Jeff Hardy. Like I was doing swantons on the trampoline and like, uh, and I love seeing that Darby does kind of pull that younger generation up uh, just the way WrestleMania 17 and Jeff Hardy did for me. It's what hooked me on to wrestling. And, you know, now you're seeing what's hooking the next generation on wrestling. Um, another thing that I don't think is talked about enough is WrestleMania 17 was the best way to end the Attitude Era. Um if you look at it, WrestleMania 18 kicks off the, you know, ruthless aggression era. And um, I think WrestleMania 17 was the biggest celebration, the party, the burial of WCW, the biggest I won from Vince McMahon and the WWE. Um, so, yeah, so WrestleMania 17 is my number one. I'll throw through them real quick. Uh, my top five. Top five, WrestleMania 18. Four, WrestleMania 19. Three, WrestleMania 24, two, WrestleMania 3, and one, WrestleMania 17. So there y'all have it. If y'all haven't seen any of the WrestleManias we named, I recommend you go out there and watch them. Watch all of them if you can. They're all available to you at the WWE uh, Network on Peacock TV. Uh, it's, it's not like when I was a kid where you had to buy the DVD for... 30 bucks to <laughs> to watch it well um, or like when i was a kid you actually had to pay 50 dollars for the pay-per-view and my party, thank god that my dad was a wrestling fan <laughs> oh yeah yeah so all right guys well that was our wrestlemania top 10 list i'm satisfied with y'all's list it does show that y'all are true wrestling yeah. fans so I approve of y'all's top 10. I do disagree with the fact that neither of you have WrestleMania 3 in your top 10. So, but, I, I, I did forget, like Tevin, I had a bonus that I I had actually two bonus. One was WrestleMania 27 because I was there. Right. In Atlanta. And the other one was WrestleMania 18 for the reasons you were talking about. The Rock. I had The Rock, Trish, Strat, Trish, Lita, and Jazz, and then taking a Ric Flair. Yep. Yeah. Good, good honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mention would have to be WrestleMania 37. Um, I can't believe I forgot to put that on my list at all. Uh, it was such a huge 
you know, historic moment being the first WrestleMania out of the pandemic with a live audience. Um, but all right, guys. Well, that is the show for today. So y'all go ahead and say your goodbyes. Uh, Tevin, we'll start with you, brother. All right, man. Um, yeah, follow the YouTube channel, Brass Ring. Um, you can find that on Instagram, too. Um, yeah, just follow me there. <laughs> nice. Herman, what's up? Guys, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go down the road with me because I'm a big wrestling fan. And I hope you continue to come back, continue to support the podcast yeah. and you're going to get nothing but knowledge here thanks amen to that yes you guys follow us on social media uh facebook and instagram at the wrestling society podcast and twitter at the wrestling sp and uh, tune in next time for our next episode and stay too sweet Where do you think you're going? You are now exiting the world of wrestling. Stay too sweet and follow us on social media as well as share, like, and subscribe to the Wrestling Society Podcast. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>